Why would I do that? Sire! Where are you? Where are you? I'm arresting you on suspicion of murder. Slow down, son. That's quite a scratch you got there. Where am I? Los Angeles County General Hospital, buddy. Where else? Who are you? The name's Gibbs. Detective Sergeant Ronald Gibbs. And this here's my deputy, Officer Sullivan. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Ace. Please, call me Joe. I'm a huge fan, Mr. Ace. Uh, Mr. Joe, sir. Why? Oh Thank you. You might think me a knucklehead for saying this, sir, but your performance in the Guy Smolders mysteries is what made me want to become a detective in the first place. Well, I'm glad our little movies inspired you. Conspiracy Under Surface is my favorite, uh, with the octopus and poison darts, followed by Bad Omen in a close second. <laughs> Why, you're a true encyclopedia, Officer Sullivan. <laughs> Take it easy now, Mr. Ace. Can't have you tearing your sutures. What happened? You took a bullet to the shoulder, my friend. Doc had to stitch you up. You're lucky. Couple inches to the left and you'd be a dead man. What? Dead? There's a couple of things I need to ask you, Mr. Ace. A couple of things concerning the recent death of one Vance Walters, head of Walters and Sons Studios. Vance? The film that, that... As I'm sure you're aware, Mr. Walters was murdered last night. Shot dead aboard the cruiser yacht Desire. I was wondering if you might shed some light on what turned out to be a rather dark turn of events. I wouldn't know where to start. Let's try the beginning. It was a boat party, supposedly a gay affair. Scores of the rich and famous aboard Vance's yacht to celebrate the momentous release of his hundredth movie, Love is a Curse. It was to be my final performance as Guy Smolders before a young, new star took over. As the departing leading man, I was obliged to be there, though I've never really taken to the party lifestyle. I'm content with a baseball and a glove and a half a day on the fresh air. Who else was there? My co-star, Roxy. Vance's wife. Oh, Joey! Won't you join me for some champagne? Oh, you know how the bubbles mess with my head. <laughs> now, Roxy, you better not get me buzzed. I still haven't found my sea legs. Oh, please. Tonight is just as much about you as it is about Vance. You should be celebrating all night long, Joey. I'm not really in the mood, Rox. Oh, don't be like that. You're still young. I'm not as young as I once was, and neither are you. Oh, <laughs> Joey, stop it. I'm not a day over 25. <laughs> That's what you said last year, Roxy. At Vance's 60th. And the year before that, and the year before that. <laughs> you tease. Excited for the premiere? The movie was due to be screened that night aboard the yacht. A thrilling Guy Smulders whodunit starring Roxy as a jealous wife primed to murder her wealthy husband and elope with her lover to Nicaragua. Sounds killer diller. Who else was there, Mr. Reese? Jimmy. God damn it! You! Clear this up or so help me, I will! Jimmy! Darling, no need to snap your cap. It's only a glass. Roxy? Joe, I trust you're having a pleasant evening. Violently so. Jimmy was Vance's son from a previous marriage. His mother, Barbara, was tucked up in some Upper East Side apartment, while he was out here west, waiting to take over Walters and Sons Studios when the time was right. He and I had recently been voted Hollywood's most eligible bachelors in Silver Screen Magazine. 
but his handsome features concealed a more gruesome temper. Hungry? I don't think they serve what you're looking for on silver platters, Jimmy. If you go to the right places, they do. I'll take your word for it. The whole of Hollywood is here tonight. Anybody got your eye on? Mm, I'm not really looking. Don't tell me you're seeing someone. We're keeping it on the down low. Ah, so she's married. Well, it's not like that. Not with this one. Jimmy Walters, a reformed man. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> I never thought you would outlive my bachelor ways. Yeah, just waiting for that special lady. You know what I'm waiting for? Some seafood. Hey! Yes, sir? Get me oysters, stat. I'm afraid we're fresh out of oysters, sir. Now listen here, you pea-brained scumbag. If I ask for oysters, you'll get me oysters. Even if it means I have to strap you into an aqualung and send you diving for them beneath this ship. Clear? Crystal, sir. You okay, Jimmy? Seems like you got a bee in your bonnet. Yeah, and it's stinging me senseless. Jeez, that was one hell of a skyrocket. This really is the party of the century. Say, Jimmy, when's your dad doing his big speech? It can't be long till they start the screening. Oh, my. All this banging is bringing on a migraine. Jimmy, won't you escort me to my cabin? I think I might need to lie down. Allow me. Oh, God, look! Is that Clark Gable? Has he grown a mustache? Where? There! Oh, damn it, rocks! Jimmy, I'm so sorry. It was an accident. Oh, God, there's champagne everywhere. All over the crotch of your pants. And this Californian breeze, it'll dry in no time. Oh, hush, Joe. He needs a change. Jimmy, come with me. I'm sure I can find you a pair of dances. See you, Joe. Sounds like Jimmy had some pretty big pants to fill. And the rest. Who else was there, Mr. Ace? It was a who's who of Hollywood, Sullivan. You named the star and they were there. Bogart, Crosby, Hope. I was just on my way to mingle with Betty Crable when I felt a light tap-tap on my shoulder. Top up, Mr. Ace? Please. You're Penny, right? Vance's assistant? I'd spoken to her on the telephone enough times to recognize her voice. Miss Penny Wheat, at your service, Mr. Ace. <laughs> Please, call me Joe. Very well. I must say, it's quite startling to see you in real life instead of on the big screen. I half expect you to put me in handcuffs and exclaim, Another case closed for Detective Guy Smolders. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the magic of the movies. I'm no more a detective than a garbage man. You strike me as much more than a garbage man, Joe. There's a sharp investigative mind under that perfectly coiffed hairstyle. You never wished you were a real detective? Sometimes, I guess. When I'm sat daydreaming in the makeup chair, I hear a distant police siren and wonder what would Guy Smolders do? Care to dance, Miss Wheat? Oh, I shouldn't. Mr. Walters will be down soon. He'll need me to announce his speech, and I really. One song. I suppose one can't hurt. Penny, you're quite a mover. Well, I spent some time in Paris just after the war. You pick up a few things in Europe. What were you doing in Paris? Working au cinema? Training, actually, at their Col de Patisserie Francaise. You're a baker? May we? Oui. 
So what's a beautiful baker like you doing in Hollywood? I suppose my life was a little... blown off course. So this isn't your dream? Oh no, if I had it my way, I'd move back to France, open a little bakery, and make cream puffs all day long for the man of my dreams. But now I, I guess I'm just happy being Vance's assistant. What about you, Joe? What do you dream of? Good question, Miss Wheat. I must confess, since we finished up shooting the final Guy Smolders movie, I, I've been feeling somewhat... adrift. Maybe I'm looking for a new purpose. Or perhaps... just a happy ending. Who was dead, Mr. Joe? Vance? Afraid so. And who found the body? Enid Butler, a costume designer. Didn't know Vance personally. In fact, she works at Paramount. But she'd come aboard for the free canapes and the chance to see Carrie Grant up close. Poor dame walked in on Vance thinking it was the restroom. She must have crapped her pants. Sullivan! <laughs> Sorry, sir. Continue, Mr. Ace. Mayhem broke out. People screaming, asking what in the hell was going on. And then the captain emerged and announced that Vance had been shot dead. Oh, my word. Vance? Penny swayed a little, both from shock and the rock of the boat on the waves. Get out of the way. I gotta see my father. I'm not sure that's the best idea, Jimmy. Everybody remain calm. We have begun the return journey to Santa Monica. Our estimated time of arrival is one hour from now. Please sit tight until we dock. In the meantime, are there any police officers aboard? Well, I looked around this room of cameramen and screenwriters and actresses and knew that not one of them had the faintest idea how a criminal investigation worked. So... I raised my hand and volunteered to act as detective, just until we reached land and the proper authorities arrived, of course. And here we are, Mr. Ace. Can you describe the crime scene for me? Vance had been shot point-blank in an armchair. So, the first thing to take in was the blood. And boy, was there a whole lot of that. Still thin, not yet coagulated. I knew this must put his time of death at some point in the last 30 minutes. Had anyone heard the gunshot? No. Fireworks were the perfect cover. The room where he had been shot had two doors, one connecting out into the party and the other to a service corridor, both unlocked. The killer could have entered from either side. Next, I looked around to see if anyone had left the weapon, and that's when I spotted it. Red Rose, Roxy's signature lipstick. Tucked behind the chair like it had fallen out of her purse. On the table beside Vance, there was a glass with some ice melting in what had been an 1846 single malt. Vance's favorite. A dash of liquid courage before his speech. A speech he never got to give. As I was leaving, I noticed the cabinet door was ajar, and opening it, a stack of empty film canisters clattered onto the floor. Love is a curse had been stolen. It's gone. The film's gone. Hey, Joe. What are you doing in here? Investigating. Get out, Joe. You're messing with the crime scene. The killer's got the film, Jimmy. He's stolen your father's movie. I don't care. I got half a Hollywood downstairs threatening to sue Walters and Sons for emotional distress while you're up here acting like Guy Smolders. I gotta get to the bottom of this case before the ship docks. Look, Joe, you're not a real detective. You're just a pretend cop for the screen. Took the words straight out of my mouth. Listen, the second we get into the dock, the killer could escape and never be found. Is that what you want your father's legacy to be? Is that justice? You should be a lawyer, Joe. You make a good argument. But once we reach the harbor, it's in the hands of the police, okay? 
Of course. Now, do you know what your father was doing right before this? You have to ask Penny, his assistant. When she knows where he is every second of the day, she'll be able to help you. Let me get this straight. You closed off the crime scene, kept everyone where they were, and decided to investigate. I don't know whether you are delusional or... Suicidal? Neither did I, until it was too late. Sorry, Guy. I, I mean, Joe, sir. What happened after that? I decided it was probably time to talk to the people who knew him best. Penny had been Vance's assistant for ten years. I had heard rumors that they used to be an item back in the day, but Hollywood is full of rumors. You learn not to listen. Do you know what Vance had been doing before he was killed? He had been in meetings all day with the studio lawyers. They were worried about potential backlash from the film. Love is a curse? The one and only. The film that was also missing. Like I said. The lawyers wanted him to hold back on releasing it. They were worried the scandal could become too big to handle. But you know what Vance is like. Any press is good press. Bad press is even better. What was so scandalous about this movie? Rumor has it that it contains one of the most explicit sex murder scenes to date. Roxy Waller's day is topless as she and her lover brutally murder her husband. This is what the kids are making these days, eh? He told the lawyers that he was the first person to put a mic on a movie set, and he had a... Pardon my language. Hell of a lot more planned. That sounds like Vance. Did you ever think he was in some kind of danger? Is there anyone who could have wanted him dead? Don't get me wrong, I love... I loved Vance. But he was no angel. You don't get that successful without making a few enemies. Even those closest to him. Who? Who did she suspect? Sullivan, I'm leading this investigation. Who did she suspect? Jimmy Walters. His own son? Sorry, sir, continue. He's been circling Vance like a vulture for years. The kid blew through his inheritance and came crawling back to his father around the time I started working for him. Vance said that he had given him every opportunity to succeed as his son. Now he would have to work his way up on his own. Made him start off as an errand boy. You can imagine how that must have made him feel. Do you really think he has enough of a motive? I heard them last night in Vance's office. Jimmy wanted to run the studio, said he's waited long enough. Vance said he'd rather die than give him the company. Seems like he got his wish. Thank you, Penny. You've been incredibly helpful. Just before you go, where were you when Mr. Walters was murdered? I was pouring your drink. Don't you remember? Top up, Mr. Ace? Of course. So what did you do next? I went to speak to my prime suspect. Thank you for seeing me, Jimmy. I'm sure you've got a lot on your plate right now. So, Mr. Walters, uh, Jimmy, he seemed shaken up to you? That's not how I would describe it. There's so much to do. I need to decide what we're going to say to the press, how we'll have to delay the release of Love is a Curse. Of course. There's also the matter at hand. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. I think I must still be in shock. And that's when I saw it. As he loosened his tie, I glimpsed a splotch of red. At first, I thought it was blood. Then, I realized what it really was. And how is Mrs. Walter's day coping with the sudden loss of her husband? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen her. So why do you have her lipstick on your collar? God, it's like one of your movies. Damn, boy. How did you know that it was her lipstick? Red Rose. Roxy's signature shade. It's what I get plastered in after every lovey-dovey scene with her. 
Funny how it seems to be smeared all over your collar. I was consoling her. I thought you said you hadn't seen her. Th that's not what I... I mean, I was just... <laughs> it's been a long day, Joe. My father has died. I'm not heartless. Perhaps not. But you are a liar. You're hiding something. After all, you're a studio boss now that your father is out of the picture. Are you suggesting I killed my father for his business? I'm merely pointing out that you had a lot to gain from his death. Perhaps more than anyone else. Perhaps. But why would I have stolen the film? If I wanted to set myself up for success, I wouldn't have got rid of the final edit. Unless you weren't doing it for yourself. All right, Detective Smulders. I think I've done enough ego brushing today. You are not a detective. Don't you forget, I'm in that film as well. You think I didn't hear Roxy threatening to leave the production? She couldn't stand the slander, the nudity. What does that have to do with me? Nothing. If you aren't in love with her. In love with my father's new wife? Who is your age if I'm to ignore her protestations? This is ridiculous. What proof do you have? Your smell of her perfume. I noticed it as soon as you walked into the room. Her lipstick smeared on your collar. The schoolboy blush whenever you say your name. All circumstantial, and you of all people should know that. A perfect crime. You get your father's company and his wife. Two birds with one stone. It wasn't like that! Tell me what it was like. Their marriage is a fraud. It always has been. He wanted a beautiful trophy on his arm. She wanted a career. I met her after they had married. I didn't know. I was at a party, hiding outside, when she came bursting out and asked me if I had a cigarette. I had never seen anyone as beautiful as her. We talked to each other all night. It wasn't until the next morning when I saw her picture in the Los Angeles Times that I found out Roxy was, in fact, Roxy Wolder's day. By then it was too late. I had fallen deeply, madly in love with her. So you killed him? No. We didn't need to kill him. She had a five-year contract with Walters and Sons. After this movie, she was going to go to another studio, MGM, Paramount, Warner. She didn't care. So long as she could leave my father and we could be together forever. So when you said you hadn't seen her... I lied. I didn't tell you because I know how it looks, but believe me, I wouldn't... I, I couldn't have killed my father. Well, I'll need to speak with Roxy, of course. See if she can corroborate your story. I didn't hate him, Joe. He was a lousy father, but I was a lousy son. I'd give anything to have him back. You, you gotta believe me. You gotta. Okay, Jimmy. I believe you. What about a toast, for all time's sake? I'm sorry we never made it work in this life, Pops. But I'll honor your life the way you taught me, with your 1846 single malt. To you, Vance Walters, you son of a bitch. Desire. It makes you do crazy things, huh? <laughs> but what I feel for Roxy, that's, that's not desire, Joe. That's love. You understand? You ever been in love, Joe? Jimmy? Jimmy, what's wrong? I can't, can't breathe. 
Jimmy, Jimmy, please. Wake up, Jimmy! Try as I might, he wouldn't. He lay there motionless. I pressed two fingers onto his wrist and waited, praying for a pulse, but nothing. Dead? Did you manage to ascertain the cause of Jimmy's death, Mr. Ace? Naturally, I was reminded of an infamous Guy Smolder's case, the Viper's Venom. I reached over to sniff Jimmy's glass, and there it was, unmistakable, the scent of bitter almonds. Cyanide! Or just an amaretto liqueur. I grabbed the whiskey bottle, too, and inhaled. I was certain this liquor had been laced with poison. Help me! Somebody help me! I ran into the bar, hunting for the captain, aware that I was now in way over my head. Oh, now you're in over your head. Sir! Continue, Mr. Ace. Well, that's when I bumped into... You're all liars, a lot of you! Penny Wheat? She was in quite a state. I just can't bear to be around all those frauds, Joe. None of those people love Vance. Most of them didn't even like him. And now they're all crying together, sharing old stories. You didn't even know him! I, I, I think you've had enough for tonight. Let's get you somewhere you can sober up. I don't need to sober up. I need you to figure out who did this. Did you speak to Jimmy, or was he too busy sticking his tongue down his father's wife to kill him? How do you know about- I'm his assistant. I know everything. Everything? I know he was planning to steal that film, destroy it to appease Roxy and get back at his father. But why did Roxy object to this movie so much? Maybe because the film was a little too close to home for her liking. What do you mean? Joe, do you read the scripts for the pictures you're in? Yes. Well, I read the bits I'm in. Well, if you read it properly, you would know that the film was about a trophy wife plotting to kill her successful husband and frolic into the sunset with her lover. The sex scene wasn't the only thing Roxy objected to. You're saying Vance knew about the affair and made her do a whole film about it. And not just that. He made sure that the trophy wife got caught and her lover got killed in the crossfire. Vance wasn't punishing her with that film. He was warning her. Maybe it all got a bit much for Roxy. Maybe she just snapped. Or maybe it was Jimmy, that good-for-nothing brute. Jimmy's dead, Penny. What? How? Did you hear that? It was the slam of an exterior door, usually locked for safekeeping by the deck crew. Stay here. Be careful. The chase was on. I followed the door to the outer deck and spied a small tender tethered to the side of the boat. Inside, a slim shadow was yanking on the motor. The figure heard me coming and turned. Get in, baby. Hurry. Roxy? Joey? What are you doing? I, I thought you were Jimmy. Where are you going, Rox? I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. What, what's in the suitcases? Nothing. I know about you and Jimmy. You do? Show me what's in the case, Roxy. I can't. Roxy? No. Let go, Joe. Get off me! A film? What are you doing with all of these rolls of film, Roxy? Making a movie? Bullcrap, Roxy. You stole this. You stole this right out of Vance's hands after you killed him, didn't you? Didn't you? All right. I did it. I shot him. But only so I could protect myself. The jealous bum threatened to ruin my career, Joe. What could I do? He was intimidating you. He blackmailed me. I went upstairs to fetch Jimmy a new pair of pants and found Vance's speech lying on the cabin bed, proudly announcing the release of Love is a Curse and revealing mine and Jimmy's secret relationship. 
attached was a 10-year exclusive contract with Walters and Sons Studio and a note that said, sign here if you want your depravity kept secret. I couldn't have the scandal, Joe. It would ruin me. Jimmy said we should run, but I begged him to wait. I told him to give me an hour and then we would run away on this motorboat and never look back. So I grabbed that pistol from the bureau and I went to find Vance. He was sitting idly in the dark, so I crept up behind him, held the gun to his temple and told him that I loved Jimmy. I loved him and nothing could stop us from being together. But Vance just stared silently into the darkness. This rage and hatred came over me and I pulled the trigger. Gotcha. Not quite, Sullivan. There's more. I'm a murderer, Joe. I guess life imitates art. Here's the speech. You can see it all here in black and white. It was coercion. It sure looks like blackmail, Roxy, but that's no defense. I'm so sorry that I have to do this, but I am arresting you on suspicion of murder. You do not have- Oh God, stop. Please wait. I need to see Jimmy first. Please, before you take me away. I killed his father, Joey. I killed him. How can he ever forgive me? All right, calm down now. Where's Jimmy? I need to see him. Where is he, Joey? Where is he? There's no easy way to say this, Rox. Jimmy's dead. No. He was poisoned. Poisoned? How? Cyanide. From Vance's vintage whiskey. What? So you mean there's still a killer out there? That's when it clicked. Finally. Our toxicology reports do indeed show that Jimmy died by cyanide poisoning. But he wasn't the only one. Forensics detected a lethal dose of cyanide in Vance's bloodstream as well. Now, Roxy may have shot Vance, but it wasn't the bullet that killed him. It was the poison. Roxy, are are you sure Vance was alive when you shot him? What? Concentrate. Did he speak at all? Did you see him breathe, move, blink? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, come on. This could prove your innocence, Rox. I, I don't think so. Can you think of anyone who wanted Jimmy dead? Or Vance? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, think, Roxy. Think. No one. It doesn't make any sense. There. Wait. Oh, God, it's... A bullet? It hit Roxy clean in the chest. I dived into the water and pulled her behind the tender. One, two, three more shots fired. When we filmed Conspiracy Under the Surface, I had to hold my breath for two minutes at a time. I always wondered how you shot that octopus scene. Well, now you know. Want to know another secret? Heck yeah. It was a real octopus. You know, they they say never meet your heroes, but... Can we go back to the gunfire, please, Mr. Ace? Of course. Once the bullet stopped and the coast was clear, I pulled Roxy out of the water and onto the deck. Stay with me, Roxy. Stay with me. It's so cold. You're not dying on me, Roxy. I won't let you go. It's okay, Joe. I'm gonna be with Jimmy. Who is it, Roxy? Who killed them? Love is a curse, Joe. A curse. Roxy. No! Three murders in one night? This is cinematic. Three murders, and yet I was no closer to finding out who the killer was. 
Hungry for justice, I stepped through the double doors and faced the crowd. I know you're in here. It's gotta be one of you. All of Hollywood was there, and any one of them could have been the killer. I looked at their faces. Mm, it could have been Bobby, our sound recordist, or Mike, the sleazy production accountant. Heck, it could have been Ingrid Bergman for all I knew. Are you okay, Joe? No, Ingrid, I need a drink. I went to the bar, looking to drown my sorrows in a choppy sea of liquor. I wasn't a detective. I was just an actor. And now that the Guy Smolder series was up, I was an unemployed actor. Dime a dozen. Can I get you anything, sir? Whiskey. Of course, sir. How do you take it? Like my career. On the rocks. Righto. Because of me, the killer was still out there. Before long, he could have murdered every member of Hollywood, picking us off one by one. Here you are, sir. And just as the liquor touched my lips, it hit me. How could I have been so foolish? This waiter, the same one Jimmy had lost his rag at earlier, he was familiar. His clipped English accent, the thinning blonde hair, it was John Trout. He'd played a small part in one of the early Smolders mysteries, and his career had never really taken off. I knew he was bitter about it. And now, it seemed he'd gone undercover to exact his revenge, poisoning those who'd succeeded where he'd failed. I spat that toxic whiskey back into the glass. <clears throat> Should I get you something else, sir? Sure. A glass of justice with a twist of lime. I'm sorry, sir. I'm, I'm not sure I follow. You think I don't remember you, John? Oh, hello, Joe. Being honest, I, I quite thought you'd forgotten me entirely. Seems like everyone else has. So that's why you did it. You felt invisible. Did what? I know you killed them, John. Killed who? And this is all a bitter revenge plot for you, isn't it? A way to get back at those you hate most for your sorry little career. Joe, are you feeling all right? You need to calm down. Let me fetch you some water. No, no, I'm not drinking a single drop of whatever poison you plan on giving me. Poison? Joe, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sad about Vance, obviously, but to be frank with you, I didn't even know he was going to be here until today. You didn't? Well, not at all. I'm just here as a favour. An old friend mentioned that they were short on catering staff for a yacht party, and could I help out? She knew I had maitre d' experience from our days in Paris. Paris? Who is his friend, John? Well, Penny Wheat. Vance's assistant. Although, back in those days, she was much more than his assistant. In what way? Well, they were quite the couple. That's how I got my first role here, actually, after Penny introduced me to Vance at the Moulin Rouge. Encouraged me to move out here and star in the pictures, though I've been blessed to have primarily done rewarding theatre work ever since. Oh, shoot. I gotta run. But it was great seeing you, John. Let's have lunch. Well, where are you going, Joe? Rumors. They always start with a bit of truth. Seems like Mr. Trout was more of a red herring. But the penny had dropped. I ran back through the boat, searching for the one person I now realize must be the killer. I searched the pool deck. No luck. The crew mess. Clear. Every goddamn cabin on that godforsaken boat was empty, and I knew I was running out of time. Where are you?
Top up, Mr. Ace? Penny. Don't look so surprised, Joe. It was always going to end this way. I know about you and Vance and Paris. You're the killer. So Detective Joe Ace finally got to the bottom of the mystery. You're not going to get away with this. I'll tell the cops what you've done. Oh, Joe, how disappointing. You were my alibi. Where was I when Vance was shot? Care to dance, Miss Wheat? Well, I suppose one can't hurt. You were playing me this whole time. And you are such a willing partner. But wait. Vance wasn't killed by a gunshot, was he? You poisoned him. Very clever, Detective. This wasn't just some crime of passion, oh no. This was planned, meticulously. And it would have gone off without a hitch if it hadn't been for you. Why did you do it? Revenge? Greed? Desire? Love. He used to call me his penny sweet. When Vance swept me off my feet in Paris and asked me to come back to Hollywood with him, I left my dreams behind and followed my heart. It was true love. Until she came along. With her legs and her eyes and her French inhale, God, he was like putty in her hands. But I never trusted her. I could see what a woman like Roxy wanted from a man like Vance. It was never about love, not for her. As the years went by, I stayed loyal. I knew she would screw up eventually, they always do. But her and Jimmy, I couldn't have planned that better myself. And you thought that after you told Vance what they'd been up to, the scales would fall from his eyes and you would ride off into the sunset together. Exactly. Want to know what he did when I showed him? Nothing. He didn't do anything at all. Do you know what that feels like? To realize the man you've devoted your entire life to doesn't love you back? I wanted his world to end. So, I gave the writers at the studio the idea for his next film. Love really is a curse. Roxy would be depicted as the harlot she was. I tried to help her, warned her that if this scandalous movie was released it could ruin her career. I begged her to take matters into her own hands. She was so paranoid. All I had to do was leave a counterfeit threat from Vance on her cabin bed and I knew she'd crack. That moron was easier to frame than a Picasso. So why did you poison him, if you were so sure Roxy would take the fatal shot? I wanted him to know it was me. I wanted to see the lights leave his eyes. And what about Jimmy? You develop a taste for murder? Oh, Jimmy's death was quite accidental, Joe. I didn't kill Jimmy at all. You did. What? You poured his drink, Joe. The same whiskey I used to murder Vance. I'm not guilty, Penny. You are. On three counts of murder. Well, I simply had to shoot that little blabbermouth before she ruined my happy ending. Penny Wheat, you're under arrest. Oh, I've had fun with you, Joe, playing cops and robbers. But I'm afraid the game's over. Besides, I need to catch my flight to Paris. Bon voyage. Penny, please. If only you'd been as dumb as I thought you were. I hate to say goodbye. You don't have to do this. On the contrary, Joe. Shooting you seems like my only option. You won't get away with this. Please. Joe. Joe, trust me. I'm afraid that's where it all fades away from me, gentlemen. Well, Mr. Ace, that's quite the story. What happened to Penny? Did you cops catch her? I'm afraid not. After he was shot and the boat reached the harbor, Penny Wheat was nowhere to be seen. Vanished like smoke into thin air. Well then, Detective, 
I suggest you continue your investigations in Paris. If she's anywhere, Gibbs, that's where she'll be. <laughs> All right, officers, that's enough questioning for one night. Mr. Ace has had quite enough excitement and could do with some rest. Doctor's orders. Thank you, nurse. We'll leave you in peace. And thank you for your cooperation, Mr. Ace. You've been very helpful. Goodbye, Mr. Joe. It's been a true pleasure meeting you. A pleasure meeting you too, Sullivan. I wonder, would you mind signing my notebook, Mr. Joe, sir? <laughs> Why, of course. Wow. The real Guy Smolder's autograph? Gee, thanks, Mr. Joe. You're a hero. Well, keep up the good work, Sullivan. You'll be as good as Guy in no time. Penny, what are you doing here? You could have blown our cover. I just couldn't resist the chance to dress in a nurse's uniform, Joey. <laughs> well, did you have to shoot me in the shoulder? Well, I couldn't shoot you in the foot, now could I? How to make it look real? They fall for our story? Hook, line, and sinker. Care to dance, Miss Wheat? Well, I suppose one can't hurt. Is it done? It cannot be undone, Joey. I watched that sad little bastard gasp and froth at the mouth and die. That's the last time he'll call me his penny sweet. And everything's set? The note is on her bed. She's probably reading it right now. Gun in the bureau and poison on the table. You got our story straight? I know every line off by heart. Joey, if you pull this off, you'll deserve an Academy Award for Best Actor. My greatest role to date. This'll show him. You can't write Guy Smolders out of the Guy Smolders mysteries. I'm the star. The star. I love you, Joe. I love you, Penny. Pack your bags. The doctor told me you're good to go. Let's get out of this town. Hollywood's not good enough for us, my little cream puff. First stop, Nicaragua. Then, the world. Love is a Curse was written by Lucy Havard and Connor Dumbrell. Joe Ace was played by Joe Sefton. Roxy by Carrie Letellier. Jimmy, Sullivan, The Waiter and The Captain by Ned Costello. Penny Wheat was played by Lucy Havard. And Gibbs by Connor Dumbrell. The technical producer was Luca Panetta. This was a Guts drama for Seagull Productions. <laughs>